Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. Reading once again from Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans. Uh, This is a collection of published prayers and uh, by some of the Puritan writers from the 17th, 18th, and even reaching into the 19th century a little bit, as we'll read one from uh, Robert Hawker today. I've read from his prayers before. Uh, so not, not only informed but and encouraged, but inspired by his prayers. Um, the introduction for this book, Piercing Heaven, which, by the way, you got to get a copy of that if you don't have one. It's just going to uh, completely uh, uh, revitalize your prayer life if if you could use that, uh, which I can use from time to time. Uh, this description says their aim, the Puritans, was neither casual nor perfunctory prayer. The prayers of the Puritans shook lives to the core, pled with a sovereign God for mercy, and praised him in the brightest sunshine of grace. So I love that about the you know, they're just such incredibly passionate in their prayers. Um, whether they're, uh, you know, repenting in their prayers, whether, whether they're asking God for cleansing, whether they are um, uh, seeking the Lord for wisdom, they just pour their hearts out completely. Robert Hawker, indeed, one of those guys, had a lot of, uh, wrote a lot of material, actually, a lot, uh, a lot of his books were in volume sets and they were they'd all be called uh, uh the poor man's commentary on the new testament the poor man's commentary on the old testament um the the poor man's morning portion which is a daily devotional the poor man's evening portion always calling them the poor man's the whole idea there is that hawker really wanted his writings to be understandable to the least educated and accessible to those who didn't have the means to really or, or couldn't afford to pay for them. What a what an amazing uh, selfless approach to writing. Anyway, this this prayer here is called "Cleanse Me, Emmanuel," and Emmanuel, of course, God uh, dwelling with His people. Um, Dear Emmanuel, in whom alone and by whom alone all my hopes and confidences are founded, I fall down at your feet. And what a great way to start a prayer. And I, I bet when he prayed this prayer, he literally fell down at his feet. Um, the, the posture uh, that's described here, the posture of his heart, and in his case, likely his his body as well is is proper and right when we come before the God by whom alone and in whom alone all of our hopes and confidences are founded. That's awesome. As a prophet cried out, so I desire unceasingly to exclaim, I am a man of unclean lips. And here, uh, Robert Hawker probably written this in the early part of the 19th century, uh, is borrowing from the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 6. I am a man of unclean lips. And uh, he wants to unceasingly exclaim that before the Lord. Wow. Again, passionate, deep, um, really, really inspiring. 
But if you cause the iniquity to be taken away and my sin to be purged from me, I will be clean. Now, there's some confidence in the promises of God and the power of God to wash away, to cleanse us from our sin. And he states that in his prayer as a, as a, it's a it's a declaration of what he believes. If you, God, cause the iniquity to be taken away, my sin to be purged from me, I will be clean. For you are our New Testament altar. There's Jesus, yeah, our New Testament altar. He's our our priest. He's the Lamb of God, the ultimate Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he's the sacrifice. He's the one doing the sacrifice on behalf of us. Um, and it, it's, yeah, this guy has really got a hold of that. And I hope you get a hold of that as well. I hope I get a hold of that. I need to remind myself of that over and over and over again. This is the God of 1 John 1, 9. He says, if you confess your sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So powerful, so complete. And yet, Sometimes we fail to believe it, don't we? We wonder how he could possibly forgive us that 110th time or the 1,010th time or whatever it might be. And yet the call for you and me is to believe in the God of the Bible who says, if you confess, he forgives. Wow, that's brilliant. You are the Lord, my righteousness. Precious Jesus, you are the Alpha and Omega. So the beginning of my righteousness, the end of my right. He's from beginning to end. I completely hope in and trust in Jesus. The apostle Paul would say it this way in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he, God, made him Jesus who knew no sin to become sin uh, on our behalf so that we might have the righteousness of God in Christ. And Hawker picked up on that. And he said, you are the Lord, my righteousness. So he's not looking to present himself as righteous, just as you and I, we, we, in and of ourselves, we can't present ourselves as righteous, but we can count on the righteousness of, and depend on and have confidence in the righteousness of Jesus. He goes on. Even as the Father made you the glorious covenant head of your people in the beginning of his way, so be my all in all, my first and last, the author and finisher of my faith. I love that, that author and finisher, or in some of your English Bibles, it might say the author and perfecter of my faith. He's the one that brings my faith to maturity. He's the one that initially gives it to us. He's the author. He's the one that is the origin source of our faith. In other words, the faith that you and I have to believe in Jesus, that's even a gift from him. And then along the way, as we walk in this faith and learn to trust him as our righteousness from beginning to end, he's the one that perfects that in us. He's the one that matures us in the faith. This is so powerful when you stop and ponder each one of these paragraphs of this prayer. Another one, precious Lord, may I like Paul be able to say 
not as though I had already attained, because I long to catch up to and hold fast to you, Christ Jesus, even as you have caught up to and held fast to me. And so here he borrows Hawker uh, from all the way back in the early part of the 19th century, again, reaches further back in history and borrows from Philippians chapter 3. Uh, I believe it's verse 12 there when he says, like the Apostle Paul, I have, I am not completely mature. I've got a long way to grow, as, uh, uh, as some people might put it. But as Hawker says, I long to catch up to and hold fast to you, Jesus. He so loves the Lord. He's so passionate about his love for the Lord that that's what he wants to do. He's got his eye fixed on Jesus. And yet at the same time, he knows, even as you have caught up to and held fast to me, he knows that ultimately, just like for you and just like for me, it's the Lord who holds us fast because we're just inconsistent at this. So the last paragraph of this prayer is, is really great. So come, Lord Jesus, to your bride, the church. Be the fountain of life to all your redeemed. A fountain, think of that. A fountain, just, you know, just gushing fountain of life to all your redeemed. That's us. Until you bring your church below to join your church above so that they will dwell together in the light of your countenance that's right in the presence of God and, you know, face to face. And this is the, the you know, this glorious image that we get in the book of Revelation as well, that we are joined together with the redeemed of all time and the saints who've gone before us. Uh, and, and they will dwell together in the light of your countenance together with the Lord forever, Robert Hawker seals it with an amen. And that amen is, as I've told you guys before, it's the same thing as him saying truly or verily. It, you know, it's, it's the same, uh, all three English words, amen, verily, truly. Uh, they all fit there. They're, that's what is, is being said. It is true. This is really true. And that's why I love this old prayer. I'm going to read it now without stopping if you're still with me. Dear Emmanuel, in whom alone and by whom alone all my hopes and confidences are founded, I fall down at your feet. As the prophet cried out, so I desire unceasingly to exclaim, I am a man of unclean lips. But if you cause the iniquity to be taken away and my sin to be purged from me, I will be clean. For you are our New Testament altar. You are the Lord, my righteousness, precious Jesus. You are the Alpha and Omega. Even as the Father made you the glorious covenant head of your people in the beginning of his way, so be my all in all, my first and last, the author and finisher of my faith. Precious Lord, may I, like Paul, be able to say, not as though I had already attained, because I long to catch up to and hold fast to you, Christ Jesus, even as you have caught up to and held fast to me. So come, Lord Jesus, to your bride, the church. Be the fountain of life to all your redeemed until you bring your church below to join your church above so they will dwell together in the light of your countenance forever. Amen.
<laughs> Amen. A prayer of the Puritan Robert Hawker. Uh, you can get a copy of that if you'd like in Piercing Heaven, the Prayers of the Puritans. Uh, editor is Robert Elmer. The publisher is uh, Lexham Press. I really enjoy these prayers. They stir me to once again uh, get a greater vision of his truth, um, to have a, a, a more confident assurance of his love toward me. And I, I think they will do that for you as well. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for today. Send us out this day uh, with a confidence in Christ um, and a humble but bold confidence to be able to come before you because of Christ. Uh, in whose name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey. Thank you.